0: I ku mò ki yinrin lòsan, e yinri lòru. I wole ku toni to ni shè lè Iba woni maku wo niku, maku wo ma niku, ma ku makuo iwe, o so do. bà fè gbò i leorule ojuto otooko hello and welcome to episode 52 of the yoruba proverbs podcast i'm your host Bidemi ologunde si lela Dota eto owe Yoruba Oruko On this episode, I'll be analyzing 5 Yoruba proverbs describing self-respect, self-aggrandizement, and busybody behavior. So according to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and Yoruba elders worldwide before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So the first proverb I have says, Igunugumba leorule, ojuto ele oto oko. The vulture perches on the roof. Its eyes see the homestead as well as the farm. Igunugumba leorule, the vulture perches on the roof its eyes see the homestead as well as the farm so this is basically describing the behavior of the vulture the bird that is widely known to eat carcasses so the vulture is usually found perching on a very tall building or tall light pole as the case may be and that is because they want to be able to see and smell and hear instances of an animal dying or an animal that is dead and the smell is dispersing as far as possible. Not so much that the vulture is trying to hunt. It's basically saying the vulture is looking for something that is already dead to then go and eat. So this vulture is being used to describe a busybody because we all know other birds that stay high up in the sky or perch on a very tall building or pole an eagle for example builds its nest on tall mountains but then we know that an eagle high up there scans below to then go and hunt they take an active role in looking for their food the vulture does not do that to go and hunt. The vulture does that to now see an animal or animals that are already dead. Then they go and eat it. So the busybody is being described as a vulture, not as an ego because a busybody is someone who goes around looking into gossip they can spread or rumors they can spread. Basically, likening their behavior to that of a vulture that goes around looking for something dead so that they can eat. The vulture does not go around looking for something constructive. An eagle, on the other hand, still takes an active role in hunting for its food. The eagle does not eat dead animals. The eagle eats, looks for animals, then it kills them, and then eats them. So this is basically saying the busybody gets their eyes into everything. They are seen taking an active role in looking for rumors to spread and gossips to spread, rather than doing things that are constructive, doing things that even if they are going to get bad reputations, they should at least do things to show that they are actively adding value to their community, to their society, rather than spreading rumors everywhere. Igunugumba leorule, ojuto the vulture perches on the roof; its eyes see the homestead as well as the farm. So the second proverb says, "Igbatishi gidi ba fe sheriate ani unsojo." When the clay statue craves disgrace, it asks to be placed in the rain. When the clay statue craves disgrace, it asks to be placed in the rain. So a little context here. In Yoruba culture, there are different gods and goddesses, and depending on the gods and goddess, they usually have clay statues made to represent the the gods and goddesses or the deity that is now used as a conduit to worship those gods and goddesses so usually these statues are made of clay and they are usually found in the shrine that is built and dedicated to those gods and goddesses so now you're asking you're seeing a case where a clay statue made of clay not stone not metal clay statue that is asking to be placed in the rain that means the clay statue is looking for embarrassment and disgrace because what happens when you place a clay statue in the rain it gets washed away so now this means someone who forgets himself or herself and overreaches will wind up disgracing himself or herself so it's important to be self-aware to know what we are made of both literally and figuratively to know our capabilities, to know our limits and not try to overreach because that would almost always end in disgrace. So this one talks about self-awareness and self-recognition of our abilities so as to avoid disgrace. When the clay statue craves disgrace, it asks to be placed in the rain. So the third proverb says Maku 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 When will Maku avoid dying? Maku does not know the mysteries of the cult, yet it joins in its vows. Maku does not know how to swim, yet it jumps into the river maku wo maku mo'iwe when will maku avoid dying maku does not know the mysteries of the cult yet he joins in his vows maku does not know how to swim yet he jumps into the river this one translates to maku which is a name that literally translates to don't die so someone who is called don't die is engaging in activities that would kill him so the question the rhetorical question at the beginning of the proverb is now asking when will maku not die because maku is going into a cult that he has no business going into and is joining the cult members to recite the vows of that cult and then maku does not know how to swim yet Mark who jumps headfirst into the river. So in other words, someone who doesn't prioritize keeping himself safe is frustrating the efforts of the other people looking out for him. Self-awareness in everything is a common theme in Yoruba proverbs because there's so many variations of this proverb saying someone who is being looked after is using the strand of a banana tree to climb a palm tree that person is going to fall inevitably so now this proverb is kind of like a funny proverb but at the same time a deep proverb someone who is literally named don't die is going into a cult without knowing anything about the cult and then reciting the vows so what if the vows is basically saying the cult member will die if blah, blah, blah happens. Then mark is joining them to recite it without having any idea what those vows mean. And then after leaving the cult, who then jumps into the river, acting like he can swim, knowing fully well that he cannot swim. So basically, Maku's cousins and aunties and uncles and brothers and sisters, who are basically looking after him to not die, to the extent of naming him don't die. Maybe that would trigger something in his memory saying, wait, why am I named don't die? But then this person is just doing things that would literally kill him. Someone who doesn't prioritize keeping himself safe frustrates the efforts of the people around him. So the fourth proverb says what kind of hole does the rat live in that makes it say that household work preoccupied it what kind of hole does the rat live in that makes it say that household work preoccupied it so this is a funny one that's basically using the the nature of a rat and where a rat lives to describe the concept whereby someone is overhyping or overselling themselves. So we all know that rats live in very basic living conditions. They dig a hole, they go inside, the hole big enough to contain them, and as their family grows, then they make the hole bigger. But the entrance to that hole stays small because they don't even want to draw attention to where they live much less being eliminated or chased out of that place and of course where a rat lives there's no furniture (laughs) there's no appliances it's just for them to sleep usually a dark and not too dry not too wet environment them to come in and go out at night they go out to eat during the daytime they stay in the hole, maybe napping or just hibernating so now this rat is saying it's it's so preoccupied with housework. What kind of housework can preoccupy a rat in its basic two by two hole even smaller than two by two so in other words, we shouldn't oversell ourselves we shouldn't over hy over hype ourselves. We should know the limits of our abilities and just stay humble. Basically, iho The final proverb for this episode says The wild cat never roams in daylight. A well-born person does not wander around at night time. The wild cat never roams in daylight. A well-born person does not wander around at nighttime. So this proverb is using a contrast effect to describe the same kind of concept. So an animal that we never see during daylight and then someone who is well born, someone who comes from a good family that is never seen wandering around at nighttime. So we all know that wild animals, especially wild cats, tigers, leopards, lions, and so on, They don't roam around in daylight. They usually hunt at night. In the same vein, someone who comes from a good family, they don't wander around at nighttime because nighttime is usually for people who are up to no good, criminals, kidnappers, and so on. So there's no business that a well-born person has outside at nighttime. Just like a wild cat has no business during daytime. During daytime is when they digest their food and they rest so that at nighttime they can have energy to hunt all night. So people that care about their reputation should stay away from questionable actions. That's basically what this means. If we are, it's like in a previous episode, it's very easy to lose one's reputation and it's very difficult to rebuild it. So people who come from good families, they don't even engage in questionable actions, much less having to now deal with the consequences of losing their reputations. Ijakumo kiirin loson, enyabire loru. The wildcat never roams in daylight. A well-born person does not wander around at nighttime. So that's all I have for this episode 52 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm not the one